Today on Raiders Get Animated, we throw around the word spoilers a lot here, but today we really mean spoilers. One word, not two, but spoilers. For Star Wars Rebels, Season 2, the finale, Twilight of the Apprentice, Part 1 and 2. Stay tuned. Good day and welcome to Writers Get Animated. I am Chris Leva. And I'm Mackenzie Worrell. And today on Writers Get Animated, we're talking about one thing, one person. One character. One character who's very dear to us and dear to a lot of fans out there, um, Ahsoka Tano, the former apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. A part-timer. Part-timer? No. As Maul says. Oh, that's true. She yeah. is a, that's a part-timer. Right. I don't think he says it in that manner, but he does say that line. I'm kind of channeling more Tim Curry there. You're right. <laughs> part-timer. No, that's, I'm kidding. That, that was I'm Tim done. Curry? No. Nope. Okay. No, it wasn't. So before we get too far into um, our show all about Ahsoka, um, we do have some priority unfinished business, Star Wars related. Um, we recently gained a listener who listened to our Star Wars episode. I believe it was... The Animated Menace, Episode 3. Yeah. So, our Episode 3, The Animated Menace. So, 20 episodes ago, if you're keeping count. Yes. Uh, you can go back and listen to this. Um, we talked a lot about Dathomir and the Night Sisters, and he brought up that they were first introduced in the expanded universe novel, The Courtship of Princess Leia by Dave Wolverton. Um, the expanded universe now known as the Star Wars Legends. Um, quotes. <laughs> Uh, it was interesting, Disney discarded all that work, but now these characters and these places came back because of being incorporated into Clone Wars. Um, the Night Sisters in the novel, not somewhat mentioned in the animated series, they're not, it's not necessarily magic, it's, they are force witches, so the way that they use the force is very witch-like. So... And as we learn in Star Wars Rebels, there's a lot more people of who use the Force in different ways who are neither Jedi nor Sith. Mm -hmm. You can use the dark side, but Sith is like the brand of dark side, like a Kleenex. I was thinking it's more like a university. So, like, they studied at the school of Sith. There's this particular point of training that you have to go through to become a Sith or training to become a Jedi. And the Inquisitors just... Dropped out of Sith High School or something? No, I'm just saying they were in, they went to Inquisitor School and not like Sith Academy. Only two people can go there at a time. Three. If I don't know how they get any endowment. I, well, they have, they have people in lots of places of power, and specifically really, two people in places of power. Well, really, if you only have two people at the school at a time, then you don't have a lot of expenses. Room and board is pretty simple. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wow, this is lost already. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of the Sith where's and the Inquisitors. O, where's Chris O'Dowd when we need oh. We need a force ghost of Chris O'Dowd for this one. <gasps> oh, this, no. I just see him in a, in a Jedi hood. Just, oh, no. <laughs> Don't use the force. Uh, I'll keep humming while you do it again. Oh, no. <laughs> I think we're done. I'm done. 
Um, so thank you to our listener, Josh, for give, giving us some more information about um, the Night Sisters and Dathomir. Um, and the, the creators of both Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels um, have mentioned how they are seeking some things, possibly names and places and designs from the expanded universe, now Star Wars Legends. Well, kind of bridging into our our subject for the day, and most recently, the, the season finale of season two of Star Wars Rebels. I'm trying to future-proof whenever I say this. Yes. Um, the uh, Malachor, of course, is um, reference to Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Um, it's kind of taking the the end game of that game um, and putting it in the canon of the show not necessarily making the game's plot canon because that is also part of star wars legends now but they're they're taking this event and making it true in both legends and canon of this but being different in, in the canon itself mm-hmm. so if you know those i, I will say um, ex- expanded universe, I will call it by that, or the EU. The EU. Not the European EU. Union. <laughs> if you know the EU, EU, I'm having a hard time now. Expanded <laughs> universe, then it colors something for you and opens up a whole lot of other things. But you can see how they're playing with it and bringing it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also seeing how they're playing with things that they've laid out in Clone Wars and other materials that are now canon. The, the current novels and the current comics and everything that follow in the Star Wars canon as it is set by Lucasfilm slash the big Diz. I've never called That's it that before. Word. I feel really bad. <laughs> the big Diz. Disney. Disney. I've never called it that before. That felt really weird and wrong. It was really weird and wrong. <laughs> okay. I will never do that again. Uh, <laughs> I apologize to the Force Ghost of Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, so today we are talking about Ahsoka Tano specifically, but that she's kind of the lens through which we see both Star Wars The Clone Wars and the better part of Star Wars Rebels. Right. It's a little bit difficult in Star Wars Rebels because she's not the star of Star Wars Rebels, but she is a big player. She's an influential player. And she can't help but take over the show whenever she's in it. Mm-hmm. When Ahsoka is in Star Wars Rebels, not that I don't care about Kanan and Ezra and the crew of the Ghost. But we have more but, history with Ahsoka. But I care a little bit less about them. It's like when Vader shows up at the end of season one. And you're like, oh, Vader's in this now. Okay, forget that Inquisitor. Right. I know he just died and he was cool, but I'm ready for Vader. And then season two begins and... Vader's not really in it. They just sent two more unknown Inquisitors who I had trouble liking the entire season. Really? Well, liking... Well, not liking a, as people. I don't but like being as people. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. I was interested a, in them as characters. Right. Well, I don't think you were necessarily meant to. Um, they are this unknown threat because you know the bigger threat's coming, but you're. it's just they, they are fear. They are threat. Mm-hmm. And that's what Vader is trying to do is scare them off and control them through fear and just use them as puppets. Yeah. Because Vader and the Emperor don't really necessarily care about the Inquisitors. They just want the fear of force wielders out there. 
So they don't become Jedi. Or if they do become Jedi, that well, they can't become Jedi. Jedi are Jedi are gone. Mostly. No Jedi. Yeah. Except for, as I've pointed out, mostly. literally every main character Jedi alive at the time of Order 66 survived Order 66. So <laughs> let's let's start with um, so we're going to talk about Ahsoka in Clone Wars and in Rebels. Um, let's start with Clone Wars, but let's start with what is Clone Wars, the series, starting with Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the feature film that was produced by Warner Brothers, um, all the way through Star Wars, Clone Wars, season six that's mm -hmm. on Netflix now. The, the lost, lost episodes. Yeah. Um, what is that about? What is the Clone Wars about? about do you want me to go first yeah why don't you go first? first do i talk first do you talk first i don't know who talks first i talk first. I, I asked the question why don't you be the first okay. to answer it mackenzie um for me the clone wars is about taking everything about the prequels that was kind of shaky i'm shaking my chair a little bit um, <laughs> but taking those shaky things and defining them and properly motivating them and kind of filling in a lot of those gaps of knowledge um so we can figure out like it Essentially, one movie begins like, oh, the Clone Wars are about to start. And the next movie is like, here's the end of the Clone Wars. Um, and you get all this goodness in the middle. So, so you're adding um, load-bearing <laughs> yes. walls and pillars yeah. to the prequels and the canon. For me, Episode 3, uh, Revenge of the Sith, well, I think is the strongest of the prequels, and I would argue one of the better Star Wars movies as a whole. I don't think it properly answers the question, why does Anakin Skywalker become Darth Vader? I think it's difficult to show that in a single movie. I agree. And that's what I think The Clone Wars is about. It's about taking what was already in the prequels and over the course of six seasons and six years showing us why Anakin becomes Darth Vader. And why Jar Jar Binks is a good character. Yeah. It also does that's that. secondary. We're not going to argue that abstract in this in this <laughs> podcast. That's its own Jar Jar Binks podcast. But but things such as that. So taking taking things from the prequels and solidifying them and giving them structure. I think I like the prequels more with knowing Clone Wars. Yeah. I feel like it's difficult to watch the prequels without taking a two month breather between episode two and three to watch the entire Clone Wars series, mm -hmm. including the uh, story reels of Christ Crystal Crisis on Utapau and Bad Batch available on StarWars.com. You I can't see the wink, but so, I winked. But there, there was a lovely wink. And that was not product placement, but it could be if you paid me enough. Now, <laughs> I also would add that not only is it about motivating the fall of Anakin, but it's also the fall of the Jedi as a order. Yeah. Um, or the corruption of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And this comes up in a lot of ways because the Jedi define themselves as what? Peacekeepers. Exactly. They're the peacekeepers. But the war forces them into becoming generals. So they become the leaders of this violence mm -hmm. that's going on. And there are many Jedi who are who see this corruption happening and s want to stay out of this war and think the Jedi should not be as prominent. And so is it the Jedi losing 
the peacekeeping and becoming corrupt in their own way. And I think um, towards the end of Clone Wars in season five, the ones that were aired on uh, Cartoon Network, were that's where we get caught up in this. The Jedi are corrupt mm-hmm. from the inside, and mm-hmm. um, we get the plot with Ahsoka being framed. And, and I think a lot of that information about the Jedi Order not being perfect is in the prequels, but it's not as pronounced as it could have been. And it's not as developed because it can't really be because if the the episodes are really about the Skywalker family, mm-hmm. so they can't be all about the Jedi. But that's the hard part about the prequels is they were trying to be as much about what was happening with the Jedi overall as it is about the Skywalker legacy and family. Well, in Star Wars, part of what I like about it is you get these characters who represent big, sweeping, idealistic movements. Okay. Obi-Wan represents what is best about the Jedi Order and living its rules to the strictest. And that's what Obi-Wan is. He's not necessarily a bad person, but he represents why the Jedi can fail. Hmm. And the Skywalker family is all about the imbalance of the Force and struggling to deal with both the good and bad inside oneself. And so, as an audience, starting in episode one, we're kind of off base with cartoons now, but... Um, groundwork, I suppose. Groundwork. Let's call it that. <laughs> Let's go with that. We're just laying some framework. Yeah. Some Star Wars framework. 30 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> no. In no. episode one, um, we meet Anakin Skywalker as a young boy born into slavery to a crime lord on a sand planet in the Outer Rim... Um, supposedly at the height of galactic peace and prosperation. Prosperation? Prosperity? Prosperity. Prosperity. The midichlorians got to my brain there for a second. Uh, (laughs) So through Anakin, we kind of see already, just through this child, how imperfect the Jedi are. Because supposedly they're so great, but this can happen to this kid. And Ahsoka, for me, represents... The audience. Ahsoka is the journey of the audience with Star Wars, watching them from in chronological order of coming in, or not even chronological order, but just the experience of Star Wars, coming in idealistically and loving what's going on and seeing the Jedi are great. I really want to be a part of this and kind of getting wisdom out of that and being better at your life and bettering other people through that wisdom. Here I'm getting really deep with Star Wars, but. How uh, could you not? I know. I know. Um, good versus evil. How that? How deep could that possibly be? Um, and then Ahsoka discovers flaws with the Jedi and what she doesn't necessarily like about it. Um, and she ultimately leaves that because of this. And Ahsoka comes back because she wants to better the galaxy again. And she sees what she's left behind. And while the Jedi weren't perfect, it's better than what they have then. What's talk about who Ahsoka is and how she functions in this whole story just in general. So Ahsoka starts in the Clone Wars film, um, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, um, being, becoming the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker. Um, Yoda, Master Yoda, Mm -hmm. comes up with this idea that she will be great towards helping Anakin grow by being a master, being a trainer. And he thinks that he will, he will give um, Ahsoka some great lessons. 
by pairing those two together. Mm-hmm. Not the best of ideas that Yoda's ever had, although it is flawed, but great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's trying to, I don't know if he senses anything going on with Anakin. Um, everyone knows that Anakin is angry and petulant, one mm-hmm. might say. Um, and Except he, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's like, everyone's great. <laughs> and he needs, Anakin, you're my brother. And he needs some sort of stabilization. Um, and Ahsoka is meant to be that stabilizing force mm. for, <laughs> for Anakin. And I think we do see that in the cartoon show. Like, over the course of it, Anakin becomes a much more competent general who succeeds much easier and uh, gives orders effectively. Right. And we see why he's such a great hero, which we don't get in the movies, except in episode four, when Obi-Wan just says, he was Anakin a- was a great pilot and a great leader of the Clone Wars. Right. Just so you know. Yeah. Exposition here. <laughs> Insert exposition about how good he was. <laughs> in case you were born before the prequels are made, this is what you need to know about them. <laughs> no. <laughs> The thing about Ahsoka, though, um, and the Jedi just in general, Ahsoka, in in a lot of ways, the Jedi, the master-Padawan relationship creates this legacy or lineage. So because Jedi cannot have love and therefore cannot have um, the romantic time sessions with (laughs) with other folks, uh, nor can they... Uh, they they can't have children because of RTS is not available to them as a life choice. No. I'm just bringing I'm just trying to bring things back from earlier episodes. RTS the RTS cannot be had, but if you are a Jedi, because you have to shun that sort of thing, um, and that's that's one of the heartbreaking things about Obi Wan uh, with him and Satine. Uh, I would watch the Obi Wan movie if Tilda Swinton plays Duchess Satine. Oh, beautiful. Now, moving on with that. So, instead of having um, true sons and daughters, we end up having Padawans, and that's your lineage. Mm -hmm. So, the lineage of Ahsoka begins with, if we get a slightly biblical here, the lineage of Ahsoka Tano starts with Yoda. Yoda. And Yoda fathers a great many Padawan masters which we see and also the very last episode of clone wars as yoda is having his visions of all of his family air quotes mm-hmm. um but yoda uh, was master to dooku who then was master to qui-gon who was master to obi-wan who was master to anakin who was master to ahsoka so, in a lot of ways, Ahsoka Tano is the daughter of Anakin Skywalker. She, pardon me, she would be the rightful heir to the, quote, Skywalker lineage mm-hmm. um, instead of Luke slash Leia. It's Ahsoka. She should be, she is the daughter of of Anakin Skywalker in a great deal many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, though, really, it should have been Qui-Gon, Anakin, and then Anakin and Obi-Wan should have been brothers, mm-hmm. which causes 
a sort of Lilo and Stitch kind of situation where the sister is raising the other sister and Wow, I just pulled in. You just meta-Disney that entire thing. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so they have Lilo and Stitch where the sister's raising the other sister. and I would watch this movie, but we wanted Anna Kinner sisters. <laughs> but, you know. And Jar Jar's the experiment. Crossover done. Cross. <laughs> we finished that. Please stop. Okay. So who's Cobra? Cobra Bubbles is essentially Mace Windu then. Yeah. If it's this Lilo and Stitch. Ah! Oh gosh! Anyway, let's, let's stop that. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but they're, they're so brothers raising each other. So in a lot of ways, Obi Wan is not really ready to be a father, especially a father to somebody who's too old to begin the training, so to speak. Which is so interesting because so many of the young people we meet becoming Jedi in the history of Star Wars canon are older than Anakin was. Right. Not as old as Luke. Luke is way old. Yeah, Luke is just, he's doomed. Yeah. He he just, it's too late for him to get the mindset because he must unlearn so much that he has known. Um, if you get to them early, then you can train them with a certain mindset and get them to perform a certain way. And in a lot of ways, Ahsoka, for some reason, is already rebelling and I think that's why they push her to towards Anakin. So hopefully he and she can find healthy ways to enact their rebellious natures for mm -hmm. the for good. Well, Soko also has like her, her grandfather figure, Plo Koon. Plo, yeah. More like an uncle-y father yeah. figure, though. He's not like a grandfather. He feels more like an uncle. Yeah. She really respects Plo. She does. So... Daughter, she's a surrogate daughter of Anakin Skywalker in this sense, but she is the thing that, um, if, even though we feel like Clone Wars ended on a, a type A cliffhanger in a lot of ways, because mm -hmm. she, there was no closure to that. She walks away from the Jedi Temple being disgusted with the fact that none of them trusted her mm -hmm. after all of this time and everything they've been through that they just all assumed that she was guilty anyway. And we um, get, we do get this great two line exchange that Im implies everything that's going to happen in rebels mm -hmm. of Anakin saying, sometimes I want to leave the Jedi order too. And Ahsoka just says, I know and leaves and leaves. And she, she walks away. And in many ways, it's like, well, they canceled it. And like, ah, oh, they canceled Star Wars, Clone Wars. And we'll never see how that story wraps up. But if it's about the corruption of the Jedi, and it's about the motivation of Anakin becoming Darth Vader, mm -hmm. they did complete it. Mm -hmm. in, the, in that one relationship, that's where it sends. The movie... Um, Star Wars The Clone Wars begins with Anakin and Ahsoka coming together. Mm -hmm. And then the series ends when they're torn apart. Ends. I Quote, unquote, ends. Because then we have the lost episodes, which are really good. Mm -hmm. Really good. But I'm saying, as aired, it has that bookend of the two of them coming together and the two of them being torn apart by... The corruption of the Jedi. So do you think Ahsoka leaving Anakin is enough for him 
to justify becoming Darth Vader and behaving the way he does? Not in itself, but it does put into fact, I think you kind of put it this way too, um, but I saw it. Um, it's one more person to leave Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and who forced that change are all these other Jedi who he never trusted in the first place. Yeah. Who always felt held them back. And I think it's like, if the Jedi can't trust and keep someone as great as Ahsoka, Anakin sees that there's something majorly wrong with the Jedi. And Ahsoka's the only person who's chosen to leave Anakin. She walks away. Yeah. I think that in the third movie, then with that in mind, Anakin's motivation for becoming Darth Vader is not just fear of losing Padme, but fear of Padme leaving him, which is what we see at the end when he force chokes her. Because she's leaving him. Yeah. With Obi-Wan. Yeah, because Ahsoka's already left. And the kids. Yeah. His true children. Mm-hmm. His biological. And I still children. think that there's, kind of getting into Rebels now, I still think there's more story to be told with Ahsoka, whether or not... She is part of that story. I don't know. Um, for me, my my fan canon, fanon. Your fanon, yes. My fanon, which I found out the real word is head canon, but I'm going to keep using fanon. I like fanon more than head canon. That seems head canon sounds like something that would be on Futurama. Yeah. Yes, we have a head canon. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, uh, as we see Ahsoka and Vader dueling in Twilight of the Apprentice. Um, which I think is, oh, I love Twilight of the Apprentice as a name because there's so many apprentices and they're all having life-changing experiences. All of them. The only other apprentice we're missing is essentially Obi-Wan. Yeah. Everyone's an apprentice in their own way. Um, but Ahsoka and Vader are dueling and through their exchange with the way he's talking to her, um, how he will, he's destroyed Anakin, how he's going to kill her. Uh, for me, it sounds like Emperor Palpatine is ruling Vader through anger at this point. That's how he's controlling him. Well, or, yeah. It, well, the whole thing has been anger at everything that's happened. Anger at Obi-Wan, anger at the Jedi, anger. Just seething anger. But, but this is a different Vader that we see here in the prequels versus the original trilogy. I think in the original trilogy, Vader's ruled through fear. Okay. So when does a change happen of Vader being ruled through anger and being coerced into being part of the dark side through fear? And remaining with the dark side because of his fear. Yeah. Because as we've seen in the new Canon Vader comic book, when he finds out he has a son, he has this emotional moment. And that's, there's the danger. Yeah. Um, and I don't think with Ahsoka being his surrogate daughter and showing no emotion here versus showing emotion for a son he's never met. I think that there's yet to be some kind of actual change in Vader's story to justify the two different Vaders that we know. Hmm. Which is why I think that there's more of Ahsoka to be told whether or not she is alive. Because there's a big question mark hanging on that. Yeah. And the the, the creators of Rebels, Dave Filoni and Pablo Hidalgo and all those folks there at Star Wars are enjoying people saying, well, she's a force ghost at the end or she is not dead at the end. You see her walking away. He left her alive. He thinks she's dead, you know all these questions and they're just having fun with it. But they said that they are, they've completed Ahsoka's story on rebels is essentially what they've said. Mm. That's what yeah. I, 
That's what I've know. gotten from because after watching that, of course, I had to pour through the internet for answers. Oh from yeah, them. I did the same thing. I said, please, guys, please, there has to be more. But Tell even more. a lot of the the summaries and reviews that I've read of the finale talk about how Vader emerges apparently victorious from this fight. Yeah, but if you does. look at the physicality of the characters as they're walking away from this, Vader is limping away and Ahsoka is walking confidently away. So whether or not she's dead, I think Ahsoka won this confrontation. Right. And Vader is lost. Well, he, he loses the moment she hits him with the lightsaber and knocks out his breathing slash voice changer mm -hmm. thing. Um, uh, so then you hear both um, James Earl Jones slash uh, Matthew Lanter. Um, I think I mispronounced the last name there, but you hear both Anakin and Darth Vader together. I'm trying to signal for us to do it at the same time. Oh. Ahsoka. Oh, wait. Which one? Oh, you were doing Darth and I'll do Anakin? Okay. Okay, let's try to get one more. Okay. Oh, Ahsoka. So Something like that. Yeah. Nigel, reenact it better. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the fact that, that when that happens, you can see that he, she's in a sense broken through. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one, it's true that it is Anakin, and she can see that for herself. Mm -hmm. Everything that she senses about it tells her that it is Anakin. But now, there's the confirmation. Mm -hmm. And it's one time that we get to see Darth Vader being exposed as a human, beyond the shot of the back of his head in Empire, and his yeah. exposed face when um, Luke sees him in... Uh, Return of the Jedi. And on top of that, just what Ahsoka says the last time we see her, of like, I'm not going to leave you this time. Versus his fear is everyone leaving him. And she's trying to acknowledge and that she's fear. she's staying with him, yeah. But he always said that Anakin is dead. I have more to say there, but that's not part of this, this podcast. Uh... <laughs> Something you pointed out that I, I think is very insightful is Star Wars doesn't do flashbacks. You're right. They don't. And they're very much in the present time. Yeah. And I sense there is more of this story to be told. So if we are going to see more of Ahsoka, she's either not dead yet or there'll be a separate Ahsoka show or movie at some point. Which I would still watch. Yeah. They're not going to do an episode of Rebels that flashes back to when Ahsoka was alive. No, they won't. That's and if they do, they've broken Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is very much told in the present time. And if you want to learn about a different time, that's going to be a different show entirely. Yeah, then you wait 15 years for a prequel set before the ones you've just watched. Exactly. Like 15 years from now, we'll see episode 6.5. Right. <laughs> Star Wars Ahsoka. Yes. Ahsoka, a Star Wars story. Maybe she'll be in Rogue One. I don't I think don't she know. will be. I know. I think Chopper's in there, though. I think I saw him in the background in the hangar. You think you saw Chopper in there's it? A, in there's one. an astromech-shaped like Chopper in the background of the hangar. There wasn't enough lighting to tell if it was his coloring or not. I don't think it was. I can't say. I thought I saw. I don't know. Hopefully Chopper's in Rogue One. It would make sense. It, it would. In the continuity. Mm -hmm. We'll just mm -hmm. have to wait and find out. Right. By that time. Mm. So what does, with all this stuff in mind, 
And because Star Wars is not so subtle with its meaning, uh, for example, um, Ezra Bridger is the last name of the character who bridges the trilogies. When is myth ever subtle? Ah, I'm not saying that it should be. I'm not saying that it should myth be. Myth and legend, you know, there's no, not, not that's, subtlety. That's in. EU. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying mythology is always on the nose so that way you can see what they're the statement very very clearly so what does ahsoka mean for the story of star wars star without wars. having been in the movies and that's the hard part with her not being in any of the episodes she only exists for us on tv mm -hmm. so she's and and children's tv at you know in some way mm -hmm. although my son is too young to watch star wars the clone wars because that's about a war mm -hmm. it's very with actual graphic killing on screen yeah, yeah. so he'll, which i enjoy he'll watch that somewhere around 12 mm -hmm. maybe 11 i don't know i don't i don't dad these effects are so bad and then i will i will say listen dramaturgically <laughs> i will take your complaints but animation-wise, I will hear none of it. <laughs> but yes, the first season is not as strongly animated as <laughs> season two or three. <laughs> By season four, they got it. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, actually, that actually leads into another point that I want to make as well. The <laughs> does it really? It does actually. Okay, so with Rebels, it's a new style of animation, and they're starting over from scratch with all their assets. So when they bring someone over from who was in Clone Wars or a character from that. It has to mean something. They're recreating it from scratch. It's not just like, oh, yeah, we just have Darth Maul sitting around. Let's use his model now. Right. So you have to recreate all of that. Because one, they're older, and mm -hmm. two, it's a new style. Um, and at the very end of Twilight of the Apprentice, we see a convor sitting above the Sith Temple watching Vader walk away. And it flies away right before we see the, the specter of Ahsoka walking down to the temple. And a convor is a bird that we've seen throughout the Clone Wars show, though not on Rebels before now. Uh, and actually, the, the Convaries are named um, after Dave Filoni's wife, Anne Convery. Hopefully it's pronounced right. Uh, and he had this to say about the appearance of the bird in Rebels. Um, he does say there's a deeper meaning. In some ways, I could say that it's a messenger, it's an observer, it's definitely something. And I would suggest, I'd rather have fans debate, but I would suggest to say that whatever that thing is an avatar of has actually appeared in the animated Star Wars universe before. So cryptic, cryptic, the last time Ahsoka meets a convoy is in Padawan Lost, when she's for the first time without Anakin, and based on his lessons, survives on her own. Which is a really good episode. Mm -hmm. It is a great episode. And we meet Chewbacca canonically for the first time. Mm -hmm. And we start to feel in, in the episode that follows that, though. Yeah. Um, but she, there, she spends a lot of time on her own in the later seasons without Anakin. So there's already some sort of separation happening where she's gaining strength on her own and possibly... I don't want to say outgrowing Anakin, but there's some uh, maturation going on there that she can now go lead uh, a start of a rebellion mm -hmm. in season um, five. 
so she can start working with these rebels, <laughs> which kind of goes towards her becoming fulcrum for the big rebellion. She's both motivated the character of Darth Vader and put in motion the events that ultimately stop him. Right. So, so behind the scenes, Ahsoka Tano has done everything Star Wars so far. Yeah, she... Not counting Force Awakens. She's the linchpin. Although Jar Jar Binks did call for the executive power for Palpatine, which yeah. had let him take over completely. So between Jar Jar and Ahsoka, we have the two causes of... In retelling the world of Star Wars, Jar Jar Binks and Ahsoka Tano are the two most important characters. <laughs> I think it's there. <laughs> I mean, the... The the Jedi daughter of Anakin Skywalker is amazingly important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in in a lot of ways, she she eclipses Luke in that sense because she had all that time with Anakin as her master, and it felt really good to see um, the hologram of Anakin training. That was great. And doing and and seeing him there in his prime again and going and just Ahsoka realizing what Anakin was and who he was at that time. It's just a little harder and seeing Ezra just blown away by this. But the dark side is just messed up. It's so strong right now. (laughs) In this time period, the dark side just seems so um, powerful. Like there's that balance thing again that we were talking about. The light was so good in the prequels, but mm-hmm. it was still had its massive amount of corruption. Mm-hmm. Now the dark side is so strong and it has its sense of corruption. And the Clone Wars is really about who's going to end up surviving, literally <laughs> and metaphorically. What yeah. is what is stronger at that period? So. I'm always curious to know how much Darth Maul knows about the plot of the Clone Wars because Dooku seems to know about Darth Sidious's plans. He does. Did Darth Maul know everything that was going to be set in motion? He might have. Although he got he was gotten rid of pretty early. Yeah. If, he does get his own Death Star in the the finale though. How do you mean? With Malachor being a giant battle station that he's powering up with a giant death ray. That's true. The Sith just have had this whole, like, Death Star thing going for thousands of years. It's just the thing. There's not three Death Stars, there's at least four. <laughs> he just wants... It, you just want something to cause massive devastation. Yeah. And what better way to cause huge amounts of fear than with this epitome of power? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can go in and massacre some people, but if you could have something that represents absolute power and control over you and could be put into motion at any point, why not? Here's this big ball of stuff you should be afraid of. Right? (laughs) No? What's your favorite Ahsoka Tano moment? Oh my gosh! Um, in in these moments, I while I was watching Twilight of the Apprentice, you and I were well. No, we weren't texting back and forth because you were at work and I was yeah, texting I was you. 
So we will send out a screen capture <laughs> of Chris Leva's live reactions. Edited. An edited screen capture. Because slightly slightly censored screen capture. Because it is not safe for work, even though I was texting you at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was... Um, and I was unable to respond, so there's a, a full iPhone screen's worth of my reactions. text reactions to Twilight of the Apprentice. And it goes from essentially the um, appearance of the Inquisitors, the three <laughs> of them starting to fight, and then all the way through to the end. Um, I think I stopped texting at my favorite moment, which was um, when Anakin and Anakin's face is partly exposed and he, you hear him say Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. Like that moment just was so excited. It's not my, necessarily my favorite in all of the Ahsoka canon, but that moment was just so strong. Ahsoka canon? Ahsoka canon. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> But she, um, that moment was just really, really, and I stopped texting you at that point because I was riveted. Like, mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it, but I had to make my reaction known. So if you see this, then... Omji, 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 oh no. <laughs> and not Chris O'Dowdo now. No, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, um, but that, that, I think that was my favorite. Um, I mean, Ahsoka has had a lot. She... I had I didn't like her in the movie, but I, as as a character, because I felt she was like tacked on, and the whole time that I thought about Ahsoka, when I met her immediately, my first thought was was well, how does she die? <laughs> I think that was everyone's thought. Right, it was like I was, I partly enjoyed researching for this episode, reading old articles on the internet written during Clone Wars, speculating how Ahsoka would die. And then that's like, what? Darth Maul must kill Ahsoka, right? Like, oh, you're so close. Yeah, somebody. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, she's, there she is. And <laughs> when does she die? Like, mm -hmm. she, she walk, walks down the platform of that, of that ship, and i like, whoa. What's her death going to be like? <laughs> that's, like that's all yeah. I could think about. Uh, I think my favorite Ahsoka moments are her interacting with two characters you wouldn't expect her to interact with. Okay. Um, one from each show. Um, I like in Rebels, the nod she shares with Yoda in the middle of this season. When they're escaping the Jedi Temple, she turns back and there's the specter of Master Yoda seeing Ahsoka Tano. He goes, hmm, in his Yoda nod. Following up on his concerns at the end of Clone Wars, wondering what would become of Ahsoka Tano if she would become one with the Force and whether she would do good in the world implicitly. And she is. And he's seen that his great, great, great granddaughter, <laughs> Force-wise, is doing good and carrying on a good legacy. And I also really enjoy Ahsoka and Ventress teaming up. Oh, those were some good episodes. That was just one episode. Really? Yeah. That feels like it was a whole storyline. I would watch line. that show, yeah. I want to see more Ventress also. I mean, Ventress. If we do a new show of the adventures of Ahsoka and Ventress during the end of the Clone Wars, I'd be okay. Yeah, I could see her pairing up with Ventress for a while. Dave, you can hire us for that. Two strong women. We need a Star Wars show with two strong women as the main characters. That would be, that would be an awesome show. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yum. It just it just feels so rich. <laughs> I don't know why I said yum. I'm just like, yes. Yes. More. 
Okay, simmer down. Simmer down, cowboy. Sorry. It's just, it would be really exciting to see those two characters paired together because of the complication. Both of them thrown out by their orders. I think they're the best. I'm excited They're the to see representations more of, them. of why the Sith fail and why the Jedi fail. Mm -hmm. The two of them are linked in that manner as two failed apprentices. Apprenti? Apprenti. That's what I was going for, but. <laughs> That's that's what I feel. Next time we're going to be talking about um, the act of swapping gender in cartoon shows and what that means. So your homework, if you choose to accept it, should you choose to accept it? Beep 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 beep. If I can find it, it's in here somewhere. Hang on, wait for it. Wait for it. Oh no, it's not written down. I lied. Your homework for next time <laughs> is to watch just Kim Possible and Steven Universe as a whole. <laughs> Steven Universe, ep season one, episode 37, Alone Together. Where'd you find it? And this? Kim Possible, season one, episode eight, Mind Games. Ah, there it is. Brilliant. As always, thank you to our engineer, Nigel Cotino, and to Jacob Reed for the music. And to our listeners for sending us comments. Yes, we love comments. You can comment to us and find us on the web. Comment to us? Comment at us, with us. <laughs> comment. They're not Join commenting the with us, they're commenting at us. <laughs> Join the conversation. Twitter, at WG Animated on Tumblr, writersgetanimated.tumblr.com, or on Facebook, where people have found us there, facebook.com slash WG Animated. May the force be with you. Good night, everybody.